ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Honestly, sometimes you don't even know if it's ever going to happen again. Definitely a struggle bus for Eli this week. Here we are, episode three, title 24, presented by NBC. Myself, Ricky Carmichael, and my man, Ryan Villapoto, coming to you. Uh, we're going to break down Indy. We got a special guest, honored to have Ken Roxon with us a little later on. Uh, got to thank our great partners, United Motorsports, Boxo USA, and Quadlock Case. Uh, thanks for coming along with the ride. Uh, but before we get to Kenny, uh, RV, we're going to break down uh, Indy. Incredible weekend. Uh, especially in that 450 class and that win that, that Ken had, man, that was epic, right? Yeah, it was. It was um, it was unbelievable to see. You know, we, yeah. we just, like you said, we just had Kenny on here. He crosses the finish line. Um, emotions running through. Barsha comes up. I mean, we had, we had the top five come up and congratulate him. Um, just look at Kenny, pure emotion. Um, it's been a long time, I think just over a year of, uh, before he's, the last time he's won a main event. Um, and we know after having him on the battles that he's had to uh, get this motorcycle, get himself. He's he like he said he was missing some training days and things like that because of all the testing. So phenomenal to see that for him to get that up on the podium. And uh, yeah, dude, it was it, win. it was so cool to experience that. Like I mean, just just to see that raw emotion because I feel like I mean, dude, you and I were notorious for it. We were like I mean, we would show zero emotion. So I. <laughs> I feel like the the older I get, I I get I get emotional about it. And dude, you hadn't been back to a race since what the second Anaheim. So like, tell us what it was like, like being there and witnessing that. That was a that was a hell of a, a race to come. It was, it was. It hadn't been to um, Indy. Um, I think in since I retired, really, the last time I raced. Oh, wow. So it's been some. It's been a long time. So going back to the um, you know that the Colt Stadium, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, just in, in a, an impressive state of in itself. And then to watch him racing like that um, on such a treacherous track. Um, every one of those riders did a, did a phenomenal job, you know, just making it around and, and putting on a, a great show. I mean, here we have Eli, um, big mistake from Dino. Uh, Eli was able to uh, not get tangled up, but definitely slowed him down. Here's the pass. Uh, Justin coming up the outside of uh, Coop, get a little squirrely in the whoops in that, that line down the center. And as all y'all know, Justin coming in and not giving Coop an inch. Look at yeah, that. look at that. Like, this was a gnarly shot right here, RV. The balance that uh, that Ken had 
going through that rutted section. I mean, we talk about it when it's V'd out. This is the last lap right here, by the way, for people that are, are, are tuning in and watching this or for people that uh, were listening to our podcast. Yeah, we were, we were showing some highlights of, of the gnarly whoops this weekend, but that that was an epic shot of Ken and just that balance that he has. It was. We talked. We kind of talked about that on I think show one or two of of you know opting to to, to run the rut or to to not run the rut. Uh, and it seemed like some guys were good out of it, some guys were good in it. But yeah, the the talent, the focus, you know, to the bike skill it takes to ride a long rut like that in the whoops, something that I was never very good at. So. Um, it's great to see those guys, and, and it just shows how gnarly the, the track broke down um, there. Dude, outside of outside of like Daytona, Daytona being probably the, the the most physical Supercross, that had to have been one of the gnarliest Supercross tracks that these guys have raced outside of mud or outside of Daytona. I would think. I, I would agree. You know, it's tough. You get you show up at Indy like that. The I was out there. Uh, track prep right before opening ceremonies and this is after the dirt's been sitting in there for a couple days the the skid steers were still rolling over the whoops and you could see when it would go down that the the it would it would the skid steer would sink three to four inches in the dirt um it showed just showed you how soft it was and untypical of dirt works having to go out on the track and you know work it so often but uh the safety is number one concern. Also, obviously, also having good racing, so they can't have the track just get completely blown out. But by the end of those, what we did, twenty-seven laps there in Indy. Yeah. Um, you know, I go back to thinking, man, we only did twenty, and it kind of looked like that. They did an extra seven <laughs> laps, and right, dude, that's it's it's gnarly to think that they're doing an extra seven laps than me and you ever did. All right. I mean, yeah, that's like that is where having the timed races to your point, like that extra seven laps, it doesn't seem like much, but as you know, it's gnarly, but Hey, so let's rip the, let's, let's rip the stinking bandaid off. Uh, I feel like it's just like groundhog day with Sexton dude. Got like what? I mean, I think he should, I'm, I'm calling it like it is. I think he should have been, he should have been aware. You got to know that stuff. Right. Yeah, we see him coming through the whoops here, you know, kind of closing in on Kenny uh, right towards the end. Um, and this is the on off right before the main triple. It just I personally think drug foot pegs. And I would people were asking me what I thought. Like, I believe that he took that if he took that line the lap before, let's say I, that that rut didn't get that deep just over um, one lap. You know, I feel like he had to have felt the the frame, the frame rails underneath the motor, the, the foot peg brackets dragging on that um and those are things that you have to be aware of like oh man i felt my foot pegs the lap before i need to either hit this a little slower with this you know come in and then get off the gas and then kind of ride up it or just ultimately just change his line right here shows him onto that on off you can see all the dirt follow his his left foot peg the inside foot peg and then it just throws him up i think he got pretty lucky but definitely rung his bell a little bit limping right now on top of the tabletop uh you know, so get over to YouTube and, and, and check that out to see what we're actually referencing. But yeah, it was definitely a bummer. Another mistake on, on Chase's part. Um, I mean, yeah, when does it stop, dude? Straight up. I mean, it's like. I know we keep talking about it um, and I almost feel bad about, you know, we keep pounding a dead horse, but it's a, it's a, it's a hot topic right now because we know he's, I think, got almost every fast practice lap or, um, you Just know, uh, time practice. Just about. Um, yep. Top of the board every single time, like his speeds there. You could arguably say he's the fastest guy on, on, on the track. Um, 
right now, but uh, just those mistakes keep biting him. Yeah, Justin Barsha. That guy was – he had the smoke this weekend, dude. Like He, he did. He did. He, he rode a phenomenal race, Ricky. Had, I, think had, I think had he had a better start, I think he wins. Not to take anything away from Kenny, but I think, I think he wins. Yeah, I, pro- no? I'm going to have to disagree. I think that potentially pressure would have um, really? got, a, got the better of him. I don't know if he would have rode as well coming, you know, putting himself in a position by leading right away. Obviously, you know, that's a, that's a whole different mindset, either pushing to the front or maintaining that lead and trying to not make those mistakes for 27 laps. Yeah. There's that, that, uh, that start there by Kenny and just absolutely making it happen. I mean, you know, Kenny was in a perfect, perfect position right there. Cooper didn't have the speed. I mean, he tried to contest there early on, but uh, obviously not close enough. And, and he was, I mean, he was horrible through the whoops compared to the guys that he needed to beat to in order to win that race. And then Chase fell down. I don't know, dude. I, I, I think even I know what you're saying about Barsha. I kind of, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I just think he he had more speed. I think he, I, I really truly believe he could have got it, could have got it done. But hey, you know, we ain't gonna agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I, right. it is different for sure. When you're leading, it's definitely different. Uh, but that was cool to see him, uh, see him went, uh, ride so well. It's, it's crazy. Like he's had some speed, but I mean that last, I mean, last weekend he was, he was on it. Yeah, he was, he rode really well. And I think, um, I believe broadcast, I was up listening to broadcast and, uh, it is, what was it? It was almost two years for, for Barsha. Um, from his last win. So very, I mean, that's a long time, you know, to have it this close right here, just making the move around Cooper yep. coming into the main triple. Here's it closing yep. in on Kenny through the whoops. That's it. Um, man, it was just a phenomenal race, but man, that's such a long time for each of these riders, you know, Barsha, like I said, almost two years, Kenny, uh, a little over a year. So what a feat to, to, to get that done and get check that box. Right. All right, dude, you got the, uh, Quad lock question of the week. Yeah, so I got the uh, quad lock question of the week here. Quad lock is the leader in phone cases and mounts, and they have a mount for everything. Um, You are into motorcycles, bicycles, cars, boats, side-by-sides, you name it, they make it. So the first, uh, this comes from Dirty Moto X. If you were Eli, and if you were in Eli's uh, Tomax position, would you have risked more to earn a better position. So I was, you know, like, like we talked, I was there, got to watch some practice. He, um, he looked off all day, you know, and I, and we kind of talked about that at Daytona in practice. He, he wasn't, uh, didn't seem like he was, um, the old Eli at Daytona, but main event comes, comes around, lights come on. He was able to pull it out at Daytona, but, uh, kind of the same thing here, a little off in practice. Um, and then just the main event did not look like it you know, went his way. He's starting outside the box here. Um, doesn't get the, the greatest of jump, you know, gets squeezed out here in the, in the first turn, you know, it's uh, on one hand, you could say he rode a, a smart race because the track was so treacherous, but with the points being as close as they are having, uh, having a performance like this is not ideal. Dino yeah. having a big mistake, Eli about jumping into him. And then it's, it's got Craig able to capitalize on that mistake by Dino that pushed Eli under the tough locks. And here it is the pass for Craig 
right before the finish line. Eli blew that rhythm section. He had to double, double, double. Um, and uh, Craig was able to triple, triple. Runs Eli a little bit high and, and makes that move. So definitely a struggle bus for Eli this weekend and, and something that uh, not typical. So you're that. not so you're not risking it then you're or like for so yes risking it, I think that there's there's that fine line of, of risking it putting yourself on, on the ground or you know just trying to make it around the track it seemed like what Eli was doing definitely I don't know I don't have an answer for it he needed to do better don't know how he does that track was gnarly I get all that but man we we were we have such close points right now you can't give up that many positions. Yeah, it's and this is where, like, listen, our viewers are going to absolutely hound me. They're going to say I'm not respecting Eli Tomac, which clearly I do. But this is what is so perplexing. I'm so perplexed by Eli Tomac is how he can be so dominant. And then, like, listen, not 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 to take away anything from the guys running six to eighth. But, dude, I mean, you, you got it. You're better than that on your worst day. So unless or there's an underlying problem that we're not aware of, you know, you got it. You have to be better just straight up. Right. RV. I mean, you got to be better, dude. You got to be better. Or, but like to Kenny's point, when we were talking to him, he said, it's so hard to get on the podium, let alone win a race this year was the margins that Eli was off was just enough for everybody else to get in front of him. Right. Um, you know, because the guys are so close. Uh, Ken talked about it, like just it's a feat in itself to get on the podium. Um, it yeah. shows you how close the top eight guys are. And if you're off by, you know, what, three to five percent, you know, even though you're Eli Tomac, is that the difference that we're seeing? Right. Yep. It, it must be. I feel like unless there is an issue we don't know about, which I doubt it. Um, I feel like he would be forthcoming or someone over there would be forthcoming about it. it he's he's fifth at worst. You know, he should be able to he should be able to start last and at least work his way up to fifth, especially on a gnarly track like that, where I feel like he he rises to the occasions on, on situations like that. But nevertheless, Dirty Moto X, appreciate your question. RV telling it like it is got to be better. Uh, we appreciate uh, your questions. Um, yep. And Dirty Moto X will be getting you uh, will be getting you a quad lock phone case so uh stay That's tuned right. for that we'll get one Make of those sure. out to you so yeah thank you to quadlock switching gears 250 not a whole lot really to talk about i don't feel like some notables i feel like max anstey not sure what happened there i i expected him to be on the podium he was good the first practice but then after that went backwards uh didn't have as much speed as he's had in the past Jordan Smith was 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 pretty good. I thought he would have done a little bit better because he was going so fast and he was going through the whoops. Hunter Lawrence, what do you say about him, dude? Well, yeah, we uh, a phenomenal ride. Um, just shows you how, like I was watching him, super consistent. Get puts himself in a great position. Just squeezes his head up the inside, pulls that whole shot, which was ideal. Definitely what he needed in this track and right here. This Dude. is what I was talking about. You know, he was blew into a lapper. And if you slow-mo that, it actually blew his right hand off of the off of the throttle. So very, you know, touch and go um, scenario right there. And that's one thing that, you know, as everybody knows, lappers, they're out there racing for, for their position. So um, yes, they're supposed to do us, do us right by, you know, giving us the room. But man, they lapped up so far this weekend that could have been for 10th place for that guy. And, and he's, you know, racing, like I said, for, for that position for himself, but 
really a close call there by by hunter but just you can see the bike skill holding on to it one hand blows the blows the, the throttle hand off and was able to maintain that keep it together and, and uh, stay on the track they got some the, the the lawrence brothers got some serious serious bike skill yeah like to your point you watch that you watch that move in in, in slow-mo and to your point you're exactly right it's like there's so many things that could have happened to uh to hunter in that situation could have got a hole in his radiator. He could have broke off his front front, you know, front brake lever, wrapped up his uh, rear brake lever. I mean, can you imagine yeah, like yeah. if he would have got his hand caught in between the handlebars? Grips, grabbing jerseys, you know, and just pulling them down. Um, there's there's a ton of things that can happen. But like you said, like I said, bike skill, those mm -hmm. Hunter and Jet, and uh, they're uh, they're on another level right now when it comes to the bike skills. Hayden Deegan, um, obviously he's he's been a lot of fun to watch, see his progression as a rookie this year. Uh, he had a rough go at it. He uh, he finally got bit, little rookie mistake, going through the whoops, easy to do. I, Lord knows I've made plenty of these. Uh, RV, I'm sure you've, you, you had some growing pains as well. But right here, easy to do. He was blitzing them most of the night. But what happened there in those situations, if I were coaching him, I probably would have uh, would have went against Hayden Blitzingham. I would have just said, "Hey, pick your line, jump through there." But there's no uh, no better way to learn. Which leads me to uh, we have two um, quadlock case question of the week this week. So we're giving quadlock is giving away two phone cases. Make sure you uh, get into our DM here on Instagram, and quadlock will send you your free case. But this is from O'Brien Lambert. And he says, "What could Hayden Deegan have done better in this race?" And Honestly, I had a conversation with uh, Hayden's dad yesterday or last night, and we were talking about it, about certain things. And I'm like, hey, man, he, he just says these whoops, and he's exact, uh, Brian is exactly right. You can't emulate those during the week. RV, you know this. And I, I kind of already said what he should have done different, probably not have tried skimming those gnarly whoops, because if you hit, you hit an edge, it pulls you left, right. I mean, you're just kind of asking for, uh, for trouble. So I think that he should have jumped through there to answer your question, um, O'Brien Lambert. We appreciate that. Uh, but those, the, those are learning lessons, you know, like those, those are something that I feel Hayden is going to learn from. And he's been really good at this this year. Once when he makes one mistake, he doesn't make a second mistake. And no matter how many, how many laps you turn on the practice track, you can't, you can't emulate that. And you wouldn't want to go through whoops like that every, every day of the week, right? No, it's not. It's kind of a big topic right now. The choose to blitz, not then to jump, blitz, not to jump, you know, things like that. And uh, I've heard that a lot this season and in, in previous seasons too. Yeah, like you said, it's it, you cannot emulate those whoops. Those are something you see Saturday night and only Saturday night and in, in only certain places, places like Indy where they bring the dirt in, it, they, lots of rain or it could be frozen. And when we walked and we talked about it, it's just going to rut up uh, uh, tremendously. But he... He's been riding very, 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 very well. Um, but like to your point, just a rookie mistake. I bet he learns from that. He won't do it again. And you'll find him uh, in that scenario taking either a little more time or just making a, a better decision on, on jumping them um, and just making his way through the through the whoops in, instead of trying to race that particular section. Because as, as a rookie like that, you've never never seen that, never come across it. That's the first time you've, you've ever road a set of whoops like that because we don't get those at the test track um like i said that's a saturday night only scenario yeah 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 no doubt
Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's pay some bills and, and and show some love. United Motorsports, we appreciate you coming on board. Great sponsor. They're now online. They're live. So check them out. UnitedMotorsports.com. They got you covered. You need parts, apparel, accessories. Hit them up. They got six locations. Uh, if you want to go in the store, six locations across Ohio and Kentucky. Uh, Boxo USA, fantastic tools. Uh, one great thing. Oh, many great things about Boxo. They have lifetime warranties, super easy process to get your new tools or get a replacement tool. And then of course, Quadlock Case. Go to quadlockcase.com, get uh, whatever kind of case, phone case you need. They got you dialed. Uh, mounts, like I said in the past for me, they got like, they have this mount that uh, is anti-vibration. So when you, if you're riding uh, adventure bikes or whatever kind of motorcycle you're riding, the uh, anti-vibration is one of my favorite cases that they have. So um, thank you guys uh, for your partnership. Couldn't be here without you. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need ebay motors has it at affordable prices and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply do you want a beautiful lawn enter true green the easiest way to get a great lawn just water and mow and they'll do the rest weed control fertilization aeration and more true green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the pga tour and they have a verified best price which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality you do you let true green do your lawn care visit truegreen.com t-r-u-g-r-e-e-n.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed you know why because this is the og punk rock style from back in the day and that's why it happened tonight this was such an amazing race like i can't even talk right now um i had to grit it out all the way to the end um the track was brutal and justin was coming and i got screwed a little bit by lappers but i just held on and i said one more lap just one more lap and one more lap and we got it done tonight i mean I have to give it up to all my guys in the corner. Like, they have worked their asses off, and uh, so have I. And it shows that it pays off, you know. What an emotional win, and honored to have Ken Roxon. You are our first guest on Title 24. And, bud, after watching that podium, I got, I got chills right now. Can you just, just walk us through that emotion and relive that moment now? What a historic night I think it was for, first of all, for the team, right? For Suzuki and for me personally, for some reason, like, I feel like I'm so glad I was able to accomplish so many cool things throughout my career, right? Like, I may not have, like, championships over championships, but there were moments that are truly special that only very, very few people can get. And um, I just, I was so speechless afterwards. And uh, that one, for some reason, is one of the very, very top of my list. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, I've won Motocross of Nations after a long time with, with Team Germany. Like, those were all special moments. But for some reason, that one last Saturday night was just was something that I, um, I've been dreaming of for these last few months. And um, obviously, I had a super tough year last year. I made a big decision to go 
to the uh, progressive X star Suzuki team. And we just, I feel like we had so many eyes, even though we were, it's just an underdog story, right? And we had so many eyes on us and to be able to finally pull it off after the amount and the hours of work that we have put in, it, it was, it was so special. And I think that's exactly what everybody felt Saturday night. Yeah. It looked, um, it looked surreal. You know, I was able to, to, to be there live in person you know, watch those laps click down, Justin putting massive amounts of pressure. Like you said, we've watched you have um, some ups and downs and some struggles and, and move to a new team. And it's probably one of the, like you said, one of the sweetest wins you've had um, being in the position that you were in on, on that progressive Suzuki. You know, it was just, it was unreal to see. And um, the, the track was so tough and I was so happy with how I rode to because I, I didn't really make a mistake. I mean, I got a little bit out of whack in the whoops for a couple of times just because when you try to stay in that rut, like it's so hard to keep your balance and, and, and the track is so grabby. It just kind of throws you all over. And um, for what it was, though, the amount of mistake or the very little mistakes that I made, I was just so happy because that track was made for mistakes. You know what I mean? I mean, it was going to happen so quickly and so easy and I rode good and it wasn't just handed to me like we had to execute the start. But then, like you said, I had so much pressure from behind. And when you're when you're leading and you have this three second gap or whatever it is. And you're the first person to come to Lapras, right? I feel like once they see the blue flag or whatever, then uh, they're kind of aware, oh, the leaders are coming. And I feel like they're maybe a little bit more aware that when, they, you know, to just move out of the way. So it can kind of work in your favor sometimes, but sometimes also the complete opposite. So I just got a little bit unlucky in some areas. And when we are fighting and when we are that close, you know, every tiny little hiccup or hesitation, like you can just see the person coming and, um, they feed off of that. Like, it's just that, you know, you've, you guys have been in it so many times, but you just don't want to ever let that get too many laps in a row where just little things happen. And if they latch on and they see that they're kind of eating up your gap a little bit, you know how it is when you're the hunter that was worth a lot. And, um, and when you're the hunted one, that is uh, it's tough to work with at times for sure. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, I got a question for you. Um, I think this was on a lot of people's minds, especially mine. We know that, uh, the Suzuki um, really hasn't been raced since James raced it um, and developed. So very big decision on your part to, to make that switch over to uh, with Dustin pipes and his dad, it's a privately owned team. I got to spend a little bit of time with them too, actually up in Madeira at their facility, at their tracks, super great people. They put a great program together. Was that a question in your mind? Like, you know, making that switch over to Suzuki, how undeveloped was it when you first got on it? What was your first take of it so far? I mean, from the outside looking in, we know it's a lot of work, even starting on a new team that's fully backed by a factory that's been developed. As everybody knows, motorcycles, we were nonstop working on them. So you yeah. definitely had your work cut out for you. Yeah, I basically came in the, into the situation open-minded, right? Like I just came from a trip that was super rad and I've ridden so many different bikes and I, I just went there open-minded. Like I wasn't, I really, I didn't put it out, right? I didn't go there to ride the bike just to ride the bike and already made up my mind. I gave this a legit shot. And you know what the tough part about this is sometimes that this was basically the last option or the last time I uh rode a different bike so sometimes in between all of this time because this was supposed to happen that i go up to madeira and test the bike for so long but due to some of the overseas and travels that i did i i couldn't really make it happen there was so much stuff going on and if i had if i was home for four or five days i didn't want to fly to florida to california and do that and then 
fly back over to Europe. You know, that was just, it was already so much travel. So sometimes being in that situation though, you have all this time and you ride other bikes and you kind of feel like you want to go a direction, but that's exactly, I, I was conscious of that. And I, that's exactly what I didn't want to do. So I went there open-minded and then I let my gut kind of tell me what I wanted to do because when I rode the bike, I felt that it had good bones and, and a good structure. And that's what I went after ultimately. Did we have work ahead of us? Absolutely. And actually I would almost say that there were some things that were happening with the bike that actually became a much bigger problem down the road than we originally thought. So we put in a little bit of testing, tried to, we thought it was going to be so easy to just kind of like figure out what, what take or what makes it better and what fixes it. But it ended up being a whole like can of worms that we had to open up and really, really dig in there. And that was one of the parts that we had so many late days out on the track. Um, the cool part was, is that I, I believe first of the story behind it, right? Like I think a lot of people wanted to see it happen that I win and the team, of course, but then like to actually really do it. Those are also very two different things, right? Like last year I got one yeah. win and I had a really, really, really rough year and it wasn't good for me mentally, physically or anything. You know, I was, in, I was in a pretty bad spot, actually, I would say. So, and I think that's why it was so emotional for me, actually, that went as well, that just know me core, like there's only very few people that know those really, really tough times. Right. So that's why they made it so special too. But back to the bike ended up being a lot bigger problems. And, but I knew that the bones of the bikes were really good really really good so then of course we started racing right it was, i was only on the bike for like three weeks or so maybe three and a half weeks before we started going to anaheim and the base suspension setting that we had was pretty good it was different than what i normally like but i rode it so much i got used to it and i was i was cool and then i wanted to improve the bike and there's a lot of stuff that happened we bounced around um suspension guys right so that actually in a way with the situation, it almost set us back a little bit because then we were really searching. I started with Factory Connection as well, and um, they didn't know much about the Suzuki either. So it, it just, we were kind of thrown in the lion's den there again. Um, I wanted it that way, but I, it just ended up being a lot of work, right? And I was totally okay with that. I was committed to to the hours and because I simply wanted to prove that I can do this on this bike. And, you know, now nine rounds in, um, it's been a lot of work. There's been actually some really, really tough time on me personally, but I finally have the bike after flipping everything and throwing the kitchen sink at the bike and doing a lot of changes. And also my teammates, like they're so rad and Kyle Chisholm, he's so good at testing as well. So having somebody that can back up what you're saying about it and figure, and actually we kind of like a similar style bike actually. And it was just kind of the perfect scenario. And that was actually part of the reason like Kyle and I talked about this whole deal going down ahead of time. And he told me, he's like, you know what? They're actually talking to me too. But the fact that I'm actually thinking about possibly going there, like it kind of just put our decision together. You know, we kind of like made a decision together that, hey, you can do a lot of testing. Um, you have some security. And then we just, I don't know, I just ended up working out and we followed our gut. And so it, it's a cool story. And it's really only me and a couple of close people that really know every little detail behind everything. And um, ultimately great bones on the bike. And that's what I went after. And I knew that I could get it good, that it wasn't going to happen like immediately. I, you know, kind of figured that it's too nice to be true. Um, but then you start racing and you have very little time between weekend to weekend. You know how it is. You ride a couple of times. Um, I really had to neglect my motos at one point because I was riding till, 6 45 7 o'clock at night a lot of 5 30 days six o'clock days like those are it's a different ball game right you're not getting your your fitness type stuff in but i mean i start at 9 a.m and i ride till 6 p.m like that's overall like your attention span has to be so big and 
you know, you're not just riding, you really have to pay attention. You have long breaks in between sometimes, but I really focused honed in on that, on that moment because I, I had that inner drive, but it also made it difficult because you're going from weekend to weekend and you have late days and it kind of wears on you mentally too. Like it burns you out a little bit in a sense of like, I wasn't that excited going to the track and go ride and race, you know, but I've been in this game now also for a while. And I feel like I've been a little bit in those shoes before and I stayed calm, stuck with it and made some precise changes to the bike that luckily worked out. And then now I, you know, just before Daytona, I figured something out. I left it then, went to Daytona, rode all last week, just doing my motos and like stick. My dad's actually here right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, we've been riding together and um, it, things have just been pretty cool the last couple of weeks of riding. And that's ultimately why I think I thought we saw the biggest change in my racing side of things. Daytona, I couldn't really show it yet. Bad star. Like it just wasn't, I don't know. It just didn't happen. But I believe that, hey, I'm actually in a good spot and I've left the bike ever since. I haven't done uh, a click for a while now. We made a little change from press to race day, but that was once you have a good base, then you can make little changes. It's not going to, even if it's not better, it's not going to make the bike unrideable. You know, mm -hmm. so, I just have a window that I can work with. And that, that really showed because when you go to a track like that too, the ruts, it's the same with Oakland. I wrote Chiz's setup in Oakland, but that um, I just, I wasn't very familiar with it. And then you have a gnarly track, a sheet out and ruddy and like, I just, I ride scared and I can't trust it. Right. So the more I learned the bike, it just, I finally was able to actually just race and ride and in qualifying, just like focus on the track. I didn't have to deal with trying to set up my bike, test stuff and focus on the track, you know, and ultimately it all came together last weekend. I think all of us were treated and especially now hearing that story and you've been able to share that, <laughs> like what has gone on in the deep places that you were in mentally and, and not knowing what was going on and your only choice to be able to turn that around shows just how strong you are mentally, how talented you are on the motorcycle. And we were certainly, certainly treated, but one thing, and we'll let you go, but what was, what I thought was really cool was your competitors and just how stoked they were for you. I mean, that was, dude, that was, that was something special to, to, to watch. And, you know, I, I'm proud of you for that. I'm happy of you for that. Look, I mean, look how pumped they were for you. Yeah. They're congratulating you, but I feel like there was a sense they know you've been to hell and back to hell and back, dude. They know you. Look at that. Explain yeah. that and what that meant to you. Truly. Um, I talked about it in the press conference, like truly a moment that was so special. Uh, I mean, look, you know, I mean, I've been friends with Adam, like really, really good friends for a long time. And, but my teammates, like, that's what's so cool about our team also being underdogs and, and my teammates that they're, we all support each other so much that they came over. And then also writers that like, like Jason Anderson, like, I mean, it's no secret. Like we don't hate each other, but like, we don't, we wouldn't really hang out, you know, and that's not a bad thing, but like seeing guys like that, like I'm battling him also for like fourth right now in, in the championship. So just seeing all these guys come over was something I have never experienced. I don't know if we've ever seen it really. So it was uh, almost a little bit shocking in a way, but I think they just, they appreciate it's really hard getting on the podium right now, guys, by the way. I mean, I've talked about it with Chase Sexton and we both agreed. And I'm like, dude, I, I feel either this, the sport used to come a lot easier to me back in the day or something, but like we agree, like getting on the podium is no joke. It is no joke. So yeah. unreal. Yeah, no, it's an unbelievable story, you know, from, from your side of it and from the guys, the boys over at HEP, you know, like I said, it's, it's awesome to see you guys as, as kind of the underdogs, like you said, and uh, you know, first, first time with the, with, with the, with all those team members and they had to learn you 
Um, I would say it's probably the the greatest story of of the season so far, watching you guys put that thing together as quickly as you guys did. Like you said, three weeks on the motorcycle and then you're able to come out here in round nine and and get a win. It's uh, it's phenomenal. Well, and um, honestly, like obviously I work so close with Larry, like it's such a cool relationship that we got because the guy is, you know, I mean the whole team, right? But he like we just do anything and everything to make the motorcycle better. And the amount of hours that he put in, he was right by my side the whole time, every single test pretty much. Uh, and there's a couple of other people that put in like unbelievable work, but he was right there and the, the relationship that we have. And then also I had to trust my feeling, right? Like I'm the, you know, I'm riding the bike and we change motor stuff. We change clutch stuff. We change suspension. Like, there, you know, there's so many moving parts on the bike. Right. And uh, we had to make, we had to put in some big swings. And, and for me personally, I had to trust the feeling that I had to, and you know, it is sometimes you feel like you find something and you come back the next day and it just doesn't quite feel the same, but that just showed me that, Hey, we are just not there because I have to trust my feeling and I have to go off of how easy this whole thing comes to me, right? Like I can really fight the bike, fight the track, fight everything, or shell with the, be able to put the track together. I'm, and at that point, I'm not even too worried about just lap time and speed and going the fastest. I'm just looking for my overall comfort on the bike. And so I had to trust my feelings and changing so much stuff on the bike. Like it basically proved that I feel like I made the right decision that every single time I went on the track, I just, I had the same feeling of like, Hey, my bike's actually really good. I love it. Um, I'm having more fun riding and then um, actually to pull it off and, and get a win and being good in qualifying solid heat race. That's something I probably value a lot more now too, than when I was younger, when I was younger, I felt like I was supposed to win, you know, or, or like, you know, I just, I, I had to. And now when times get really tough and it seems really far away and honestly, sometimes you don't even know if, if it's ever going to happen again, because this is the, the mecca of the sport. I mean, we're the best of the best when it comes to supercross and the level being so high and it's so hard being on the, getting on the podium, but to actually get a win and pull this whole thing, this entire puzzle piece, put it all together for us was yeah. Something that I think very few people can experience. Kenny, it was a, uh, it was special. It was special. Like I said, when we, we showed that beginning highlight, uh, welcoming you on the show. I mean, I, I was in chills there. I was, I was stumbling. Just we're proud of you. Um, the fans should be proud of you. It was certainly special. Uh, I know for Ryan and I, um, it's an honor to have you on title 24. You are our first guest that we've ever had and it couldn't have come at a better time. Uh, you getting this uh, special win in Indy and uh, man, I, I, I think you got more in the bag. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing you in Detroit, but uh, we appreciate your time, my friend. No worries at all. Yeah, I, I, I love to do it. And uh, I do believe we have more in the tank too, but wanted to enjoy the win Saturday, yesterday, and I'm kind of just letting it all set in. But at the same time, you know how it is. You don't want to let your high get too high, low get too low. And it's difficult at times, but um, next weekend is going to be treated just like how we went into last weekend. And um, I want to keep calm. Um, and I do believe we have more in, this, more in store, but it's difficult, but we're going to, I want to try. I, I don't know why I wanted this to happen so bad too when I made this switch, right? But like I just, just a, for the story alone, you know what I mean? So I, I've just been super hungry towards that. And uh, um, let's see. I think we have some exciting things coming hopefully here in the, in the future. So good to have that guy on RV. Man, incredible story. But, dude, I didn't, I didn't realize you knew so much about the HEP team. Yeah, it's um I was able to have a chance to go up and uh and you know check out their facility there in uh, at least the tracks anyways in uh, Madeira. 
you know, it's, it's definitely not a, a full factory gig. It's it, the story is, is pretty un, unbelievable to, to put that program together for, for a guy like Kenny, you know, I know that Pep Suzuki has been around, everybody knows that, but it's a whole different deal to go racing with, you know, nothing to take, take nothing away from Kyle Chisholm or some of these other guys they've had, but a guy that is a, a championship contender coming to, to Hep Suzuki. So, you know, Dustin Pipes and his dad put this, you know, put that program together um, and to gamble on swing, having Kenny swing his leg over the bike was, was huge. And I think they've done a phenomenal job being in the position they're in. And Kenny just said um, how hard it is. Like he was talking to Chase on how hard it was to, you know, even just get on the podium, uh, let alone a win uh, this season. So, you know, on my end, you know, I, I look at uh, some of the other platforms of racing, like MXGP, for example. They do the, you know, 18-round series. And to get third in the championship, they have a massive celebration for that, let alone, obviously, you know, how big the first-place guy celebration is. You know, so it's really cool to see all the different competitors have all those different guys, Barsha, you know, Anderson, Webb, Adam, come up and congratulate Kenny on his win. It's phenomenal to see. It's It, it was really, it's something different, and I think we need more of it in, in, in our racing. Well, there you go. Detroit this weekend. There you can check it out. Race Day Live starts at 1.30. Uh, check them out. And then, of course, the racing, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. On Peacock, it's going to be live. Detroit RV, it's going to be a good one. If, um, if if it can back up how Indy was, something special is going to happen. What are you looking forward to? It is for sure, and when we can't uh, we can't skip on this one where we got Cooper Webb coming in with uh, with the red plate first time this season. Close race between him and Barsha, so I think that's going to be interesting to see how he uh, how he now is going to ride and play his. Uh, play those chess moves that he's going to make as a red plate holder coming into Detroit it tends to get a, it can get a little slippery, hard pack. Hopefully it will breed some racing that we had on Saturday night. Again, um, it was a phenomenal night of racing there in Indy. So uh, we'll uh, move on to Detroit and see what it has in store for us. I know. I mean, it's like, dude, we, I, if, if you are going to try to predict who is going to win, it's like, you're just completely guessing, right? I, I like for me, that's why I hate making predictions because it would just be a straight up guess. It, it is a very hard, uh, it's a hard season to, to predict wins. And, uh, you know, we talked about Daytona, like I said, is kind of like uh, where we're at with, uh, you know, who's going to end up kind of winning this championship type thing. That was a big conversation, but we just saw the pendulum swing a little bit this, this last night at Indy with uh, Cooper Webb now with the points lead. Um, one up on Eli Tomac, Chase now 13 down, uh, Jason Anderson 36 down, and then got Kenny 38 down, but he's got a win this weekend in Indy. So we'll hopefully get some real momentum behind him and uh, get him back up on the podium and some more wins and close that points gap. Yeah, that's it. Well, uh, that's going to do it, everybody. Another episode of Title 24 presented by NBC. Great to have Ken Rotson on as our first guest. Very, very special. So thank you very much, Kenny. Please subscribe wherever you download your podcast, or you can watch this on Motorsports on NBC YouTube page, or you can watch it on Peacock as well. Remember to always comment and like our pages, first and foremost. We, we always like the likes. Uh, we love the interaction. Send those uh, questions to uh, our Instagram page as well if you want. We'll get to that so you can be, maybe you'll be a lucky winner of the uh, quad lot case of the week. But nevertheless, it's going to be a good one in Detroit. RV, it was fun seeing you this weekend. Good talking to you today, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.